You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. You'll have my week one start sit column, The Decider, as well as the picks against the spread there you can check out for all 16 games to open the 2019 NFL season. So exciting times. We're back to talking about games here as well on Locked On Fantasy Football. We're going to do it a little differently this year to give us a little bit more time to break down each game. We'll break up matchup day into two days, so we'll have a matchup Wednesday and a matchup Thursday. So we'll talk about half the games today and then come back with the rest tomorrow and give you the insight into everything you need to know on both sides, the point spreads, the over-unders, the fantasy football outlooks for each game. Then we'll get specific there on lineup Friday, building some uh, DFS lineups and also giving the last-minute injury updates so when they're out after the practice reports and statuses are out there for every player going into the weekend. So we are here to give you a great progressive into the following week of fantasy football. We'll come out of it in week one with the results there on Monday with Roundup Monday. The takeaways there in fantasy football you need to know from all the results and then We'll circle back with uh, Pickup Tuesday, your look at the waiver wire and guys that can help you in free agency streaming options and whatnot there in fantasy football. So you'll keep going in a circle. we got you covered here all season long. So thanks for getting on board and listening here to Lockdown Fantasy Football for the 2019 NFL season. So we do have uh, eight games to get to, so we'll dive into that for a moment, but First, got to tell you, the opening week of the NFL is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Trust us. And all you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at MacWeldon.com. All right, uh, we have to start, as we will with every week with Thursday night football. And this is the special opener there going to NBC. So big time game to open the season. The Packers traveling to face the Bears in Soldier Field. The Bears are minus three favorites here. 46.5 is your over-under. Now, we know what the Bears' defense did last year. They were dominant. They got a lot of takeaways. They didn't allow much in the running game. So the prospects aren't too high here. If you drafted Aaron Rodgers, you drafted him as a top three QB, so you're going to stick with him and play him in this one. And he does make sense a little bit because you have a team in the Bears that doesn't allow anything on the ground. So Aaron Jones is going to have some tough sledding. So you figure Rodgers is going to have to get something done through the air. He did lead that big comeback last year when it looked like the injury was going to knock him out of the game and maybe for longer, but he came back in the second half uh, picked this defense apart there and uh, got some numbers there. So, again, if you can't run on them, I think you have Devontae Adams, maybe a touchdown there. Maybe you can get, like, 250 yards and a score out of um, Rodgers. So you have to 
limit what you can expect out of him this week for sure. But uh, Jones, you're going to play him as an RB2 probably, hopefully, and not trust him as an RB1. But he's out there. He's going to get the touches, so you have to put him out there. Just may not be very fruitful this week. I don't think you're going to dig deeper for the Packers in terms of looking at Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Geronimo Allison or Jimmy Graham this week. You want limited exposure there for the Packers. So Rodgers, you got to play him because where you drafted him, go with that. And uh, he may not uh, yield a top 10 performance this week, but he still should be solid, uh, better than the most quarterbacks will fare against the Chicago defense. Now, on the other side, uh, you look at the Bears. Uh, this Packers team is improved a little bit, but they can have some holes in the secondary. Trey Burton looks really banged up to play in this game. Good things here for David Montgomery in the opener. The rookie from Iowa State in the backfield, I think that's a very solid play this week. You're also drafted him as an RB2, so you want to see what he can do here. And I think the Packers are going to be a little bit better against the pass, but still a little bit more vulnerable against the run here this season. So I like the additions they made with Zedaria Smith, Preston Smith. They're on the edge. You have Adrian Amos there in the back end as well. So it would have been tough with the former Bear for Trey Burton to do anything anyway. So Burton, again, iffy to play. I'm not rolling with him this much this week. If you need Allen Robinson, you can certainly use him as your wide receiver three this week. Just There are some better options out there. Uh, just not a high upside thing with, again, the Mitchell Trubisky not playing in the preseason. We don't know. He's facing a new look uh, pressure defense from Mike Pettin. We don't know how in sync this Bears passing game will be. I think they'll try to grind it out with running game defense. That's why I like Montgomery. If you need Tyre Cohen, his speed is always usable in PPR leagues there. So Montgomery and Cohen, that's where I'm drifting to mostly with the Bears offense. Uh, they're backfield with the Packers and really not going beyond Rodgers and Adams if I can help it this week in my fantasy football leagues. Now 46 and a half, I think this will be a close one. I do like the Packers to win on the road here. The Bears are essentially the three-point favorite, four being at home. Uh, it's a toss-up otherwise. I like Packers' new-look defense. I think Rodgers gets done. I trust him a little bit more, not seeing him in the preseason in the new offense, even more than I trust uh, Trubisky here in the same offense, but uh, definitely rested there for Matt Nagy. So good debut, I expect, for Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur. And uh, again, I don't see this being a high-scoring game. And again, you can't invest too many things in this game, period, in fantasy football to open the season. The next game we'll look at, staying with another team in the NFC North, the Vikings are four-point favorites at home, over under 48. It's middle of the road in terms of the high-scoring ability of this one. And part of it is on the Vikings' side here. Two teams uh, trying to rebound from tough seasons. Uh, you got Matt Ryan on the road. We know he's very good indoors, but a lot of that production comes at home. Remember, he has 13 games indoors, so there are going to be some tough ones. The Vikings defense is a tough one to battle here, so you kind of have to play Devonta Freeman if he was your RB2. It could always get a touchdown there in this game. Uh, Julio Jones is in there. Calvin Ridley a little tougher. If you've got some options at wide receiver three, I would pivot away from Calvin Ridley, just away from the secondary, because we've seen Trey Waynes really improve here opposite Xavier Rhodes. So Jones and Rhodes could be a good matchup here, and Jones will have a chance to win that at times and be the most productive guy. But you're looking at Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, not too much there. You're not going to extend to Ito Smith, certainly, in this game, and Matt Ryan, 
if you if you got a comparable option here, I know you may have drafted him as a QB six or higher here in twelve team leagues. I think you go away from Matt Ryan as well because I just don't see him throwing for a ton of yards in this one. Now, Kirk Cousins, I feel a little bit better about his weapons there. I know the Falcons are a lot healthier with Deion Jones and uh, Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen back in the back seven of their defense, but they're still vulnerable again on the outside. It's been Trufant has kind of faded there, so. You look at uh, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, they'll be fine. And this, they're usually very productive at home. Dalvin Cook, green light for him as well. I, I think uh, Kyle Rudolph I wouldn't be too into. Again, with Jones there, back healthy, a speedy guy at the second level. So, And I don't think they're going to need him as much. So I think all this offense is going to channel through Diggs, Thielen, and Cook, and that's going to be good all adding up for Kirk Cousins here if you need him as a strong streamer this week, uh, back-end QB2, or a starter in uh, deeper leagues as a QB1 that you can look at. And 48 is a pretty healthy over. I mean, it implies a pretty good total for both teams. But, again, Jones is the Falcons guy I trust the most this week. And then uh, the principles for the Vikings around Cousins as well here in Week 1. Now, you might be uh, still waiting draft here and uh, you're stuck in the office. Uh, there's a great way to order food delivered to you wherever you are. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and it'll come to you right away. And right now, you, the listener to Lockdown Fantasy Football, can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED ON. Now, before we uh, get into our next set of games that we look at as we uh, split up our matchup days, uh, it's a big week as well on DraftKings. Football is finally back. DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy football with huge week one contests. We mentioned uh, the kickoff there with Chicago and Green Bay. You can get in on the single-game showdown with up to $2.5 million in total prizes up for grabs. All you have to do is draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Just draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using the promo code LOCKDOWN will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a $1 million payday. And there's a better offer, too, that you can take advantage of. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a special deposit bonus up to $500. And new users don't miss that extra special week one bonus. Just enter the promo code locked on to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. Again, that's locked on only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. We'll be right back here to look at three more games from the week one schedule, break it down for fantasy football. All right, uh, let's continue our look at the games. We'll do three more games here, and then we'll do three games in our final segment. So pretty easy here to follow along. We'll do the same thing here on Matchup Thursday. So by the time we get through these two days, you should have all the information, news, and notes here from a fantasy football and a wagering perspective on uh, where you might lean in these games. So let's go into the Ravens and Dolphins uh, as we continue with Sunday early afternoon action. Ravens are seven-point favorites, low over-under here. So implied total for the Ravens is uh, low when you have uh, 37.5. So the lowest game that we're staring at, a lot of that is due to 
the Ravens defense, even though losing a lot of pieces, still pretty solid positionally sound against the Dolphins offense that is just drifting away. No Kenny Stills anymore, no Laramie Tunsil. Trying to figure out this backfield. Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting. We had a very shaky offensive line, so I think this could be very comfortably handled by the Ravens. It is hard to win and play well in South Florida in the heat in week one. It's still extremely hot out there. Teams can wear down, but it actually plays well to the Ravens' favor because this team that is run-oriented, Greg Roman, the new offense there, a lot of Lamar Jackson, a lot of Mark Ingram, Justice Hill to support him, the new backfield top duo there in Baltimore. So you expect the Ravens to be well in charge of this one, do whatever they want. Their offensive line can dominate Miami's front here. So it's good news for all things running, and that includes Lamar Jackson. So Mark Ingram, solid, solid play as an RB2. That, uh, you can also look at DFS a lot this week. Justice Hill is a little bit of a change of pace, but could get some second-half work there, the rookie that they really like here. Hot day, you may not want to overwork Ingram. Second-half player with the lead, you could see Hill getting showcased here against the Dolphins, so keep that in mind. And uh, so everything implies the Ravens will be in control of this game. That's good for Lamar Jackson. Now, you have to be careful with the Ravens' new receivers. you got the rookie Marquise Brown. you got the other rookie, Miles Boykin. I would not touch them for a while, especially with Xavier and Howard on the other side, the Dolphins' best uh, player overall and best defender shut down corner. So when you look at that, Mark Andrews could see things open up. The Dolphins uh, moved on Kiko Alonso. They have an uh, older safety there in Rashad Jones. So Mark Andrews could be a key target if uh, you're looking at uh, Jackson doing something in the air, play action, running game working. It figures that Andrews would have a shot to uh, find the end zone in this game. If you're looking for a a deep league tight end play or a streamer this week. Andrews is not a bad target. On the Dolphins' side, we don't know what's going to happen with Kenny Drake and Kalen Bellage. The Ravens are pretty stout against the run, typically, even without C.J. Mosley and some of the losses here. So overall, I don't think you can uh, really uh, trust too much in the Dolphins' offense. We want to see how it works out. We've seen the buzz about Preston Williams. There's no stills. They just sort out how it looks between Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson, their uh, you do have Marlon Humphrey on the other side. There's no Tavon Young in the slot, but we'll have to see how this works out a little bit before we want to invest anything in the Dolphins and the Ravens' defense, an excellent play in the, this game as well. Now, staying with the other two teams in this part from the AFC East, the Bills are traveling to the Jets. The Jets are three-point favorites at home. It's a 41 over-under here that we're looking at. Now, with the Bills, I think... It's a proceed with caution. I mean, the numbers say the Jets would be vulnerable here, but the Jets have a brand-new defense with Greg Williams, Mosley coming over from the Ravens. Uh, they got a lot more support up front with Quinn and Williams there. Greg Williams mixing up the defense. The secondary is still a little suspect, so you could have a shot play there for John Brown that might work out if you're looking for a tournament or a wide receiver three in a deep league. John Brown and Josh Allen have had some good chemistry here. And Zay Jones is also a possibility with the Jets' secondary issues. I mean, Tremaine Johnson should be a little bit better, but again, I think that's where you might attack. The Jets are still trying to figure out their pass rush, so don't, not feeling too much with the Bills' running game. I want to wait and see what happens uh, Everyone's on Devin Singletary, naturally, with uh, LaShawn McCoy gone and now with the Chiefs. But uh, Frank Gore's there, TJ Eldon's there. We have to see how the game flow goes. It's kind of unpredictable here in a tight one at minus three here. And uh, Bill's offense line is good. That's going to help a little bit to get the plays downfield to Brown or Zay Jones. But Brown is the guy that you would look at more if you're going to deploy anyone from the Bills passing game, at least 
early there, given uh, Alan Brown and the potential big plays there. Now, with the Jets, you have to be careful with Robbie Anderson. You could see a lot of Tredavious White, and he's been limited here with a calf injury. So it makes sense because they can move Jamison Crowder into slot. Quincy Nunez, a big slot that they can use at times there without Chris Herndon, a tight end uh, suspended here early in the season. So Anderson could step into a tough matchup anyway. So it could be good, some good catches underneath for Jamison Crowder. The Bills have a pretty daunting pass rush. You can see Sam Darnold checking down a lot to Crowder and Le'Veon Bell, who should have a pretty good debut here, getting involved with the receptions as well as uh, rushing well at home. He's been well-rested. They haven't used him in the preseason. We'll see what Adam Gay's wrinkles are for Bell. But you got to roll him out. You drafted him as an RB1. You want to see what he can do. But I expect him to be involved a lot in checkdowns as well as Crowder. Again, I, I don't see a real high-scoring affair here. So, again, uh, limit your exposure to the passing games and uh, the Bills' running game until we seek uh, further uh, clarification here on who's going to touch the ball primarily and uh, how good this uh, Jets revamp defense really is uh, going forward. And uh, if you want to use a defense, I think you can look at the Jets as a sleeper at home. The Bills did give up a lot of fantasy points there. And uh, Josh Allen, even with the improvements around a better offensive line, can be pressured into making some uh, big mistakes. And, uh, again, uh, Allen, I do like him early in the season. Uh, I would pivot away from him this week. But in the next couple games, there's definitely some usability and upside there with the physical force that is the Bills quarterback. The next game that we look at is the Chiefs and Jaguars. So finally we get to talk about Patrick Mahomes and his uh, potential encore season from his 55,000 season there. We already lit up everything when you look at that. Uh, this is a minus four game, but look at it. The over-under is 52. So that tells you that uh, Jaguars should be able to put some points on the Chiefs' new look 4-3 defense. Frank Clark now the anchor of it. Steve Spagnolo is the defensive coordinator. They still have some weakness in the secondary. Again, D.D. Westbrook is the only Jaguars receiver that I'm looking to trust early. But see what, how it plays with D.J. Chark and Chris Conley and see how those guys fare with Nick Foles. But Leonard Fournette and uh, D.D. Westbrook are the Jaguars you want to have in there this week. You definitely cool off and not play their defense with Mahomes on the other side. They actually played pretty well against Mahomes last year. Did not allow a touchdown pass, but he did rush for a touchdown through over 300 yards in the matchup last year. So there's that, but I'm still not going to trust in the Jaguars' defense. This Fournette and Westbrook is where I'm going this particular week. On the Chiefs' side there, I mean, you start all your main guys. Patrick Mahomes, he's matchup-proof. You drafted him way early as a quarterback one. He's going to be in your lineup every week. No question about it there. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Now, in the backfield for now, you have to go Damian Williams. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, I think, is a bit of a stretch here until we see the role, but Damian Williams, he's the power back, so keep that in mind that he's the guy that f- can finish the drives in the red zone. McCoy is more the shifty back with Darwin Thompson. So at least you'll have the shot to pop in the end zone with Williams. So you, if you draft him as RB2, he's going to be in there, but you feel a little bit better there about Mahomes. Uh, Tyreek Hill is definitely going to get Jalen Ramsey. They've already declared that here as the matchup, so something to watch that in this game, but Hill, we know, can beat a lot of people with the speed, so you're not going to shy away from Hill as their wide receiver one. In this particular matchup with Travis Kelsey, that could mean good things for him. The Jaguars are not very good here at safety. They've had uh, diminishing returns there. They've lost Tayshawn Gibson and other guys that used to help them cover well at at that position, so this could be a big game with Kelsey. They're not uh, getting the bigger coverage 
with Hill locking in with Ramsey and uh, A.J. Bowie seeing a lot of uh, Sammy Watkins in this game as well. So that's where I'm feeling it most, uh, the running game and Kelsey and Mahomes will get his in, in some form here. Uh, it just may not, be, may not be that 303 that uh, you can uh, almost bank for most weeks out of Patrick Mahomes. Now, there's one thing you can uh, certainly bank on there is the great experience that you can have at my bookie. If you find $100 on the street, you take the money and you'd easily do that. So why do you want to not bet on games when you keep picking winners? That's why you have to go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting on. My bookie is the best place to go. They're one of the trusted names in the business, and no matter uh, how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year, and you can play all different kind of games there at my bookie. You can bet on games after kickoff. You can have, have the live in-game betting in the second half. And if you like to bet a little and win a lot, you can also try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you can multiply your winnings there at MyBookie. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. You just enter the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's the promo code Locked On. Visit MyBookie.ag today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G today. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. We'll be right back here with a look at the last three games in our first half of our matchup shows this week. All right, uh, let's continue here to uh, close the show as we look at half of the games here on the 2019 Week 1 NFS schedule. Breaking down fantasy football and gambling-wise as well for you. Rams at Panthers here is the... Next game at 1 o'clock we'll talk about. It's minus 3 in favor of the visiting Rams with newly paid Jared Goff at quarterback. 49.5, so pretty healthy there. Not over the 50 side, but part of that is the concerns over Cam Newton and if he's going to be in there. But he should be in there with his uh, foot injury and his shoulder's okay where he's going to play. But still a lot of question marks what you're going to get from Cam Newton early. So I would go away. I think you look at DJ Moore if you're looking at anyone in this game. He could definitely see a keep to leave, so that's a little concerning, but Curtis Samuel thinks could open up with him. So if you drafted more Samuels a wide receiver three, you're going to still see what happens here. Erica's Rams secondary can give a few plays. Marcus Peters, whoever uh, gets that matchup, can uh, do some damage here, burn them for a big play. So more we'll have to see. I think he will see a little bit of Tlaib, so he's going to have to really maximize his uh, targets here to have a good day, but you're putting them out there. You're just not going to tie and uh, try Cam Newton here. Christian McCaffrey, of course, your elite RB1, is in there every week with high volume and production uh, in the red zone and in the passing game. So there's that. With the Rams side, I really like the Rams receivers because you have uh, one really good corner there in uh, Dante Jackson, but you have a lot of question marks there. The rest of the Rams secondary, James Bradbury, They've uh, tried to find different guys to work on the slot, so this could be very good news for uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods here away from Van Cooks as the Panthers and their pass rush could limit the big plays to uh, 
Cooks and what he does on the outside, but Woods and Cup should have some very good matchups here to play them. That means you're interested in Jared Goff as well. He wants to go out there and prove it. This is a revamped uh, kind of 3-4 hybrid defense that should have a little more depth in the pass rush from the Panthers, but not enough where we're going to go away from Jared Goff as your back-end strong QB1. He's not necessarily going to be flashy, but the 215-2 certainly in range here. And Todd Gurley, of course. If you're looking at him as a high-end RB2 or a back-end RB1, you have to put him in there while he's healthy and assume that uh, after he's been rested the entire preseason there. So good things for the Rams so that you greenlight almost everything. I think if you're looking for a bit of a sleeper on the Panther side, Greg Olson as well, someone you can look at. Uh, if uh, Moore is a little bit bottled up by Tlaib and uh, Samuel's a big play guy or sees Peters a little bit, Greg Olson should see some things open up in the middle of the field as well for the Panthers, and uh, neither defense I'm too interested in playing. I think anyone you go to the Rams is the one you drafted earlier, and a team that made a lot of impact plays here this season. But the Panthers' defense, I want to see a lot more before we look at them and the Ron Rivera's crew as uh, an impact unit because they really need to have those consistent playmakers around Luke Keekley to really trust them in fantasy here in 2019. The next game we look at is the Titans and Browns. And Browns, rare to see this, but the Browns are solid home favorites here. Six points, 45 and a half over under. So really the scoring is the Browns. Not a lot of uh, good vibes coming from the Titans in their offense. The Marcus Mariota. We're going with Derrick Henry, but uh, I, I'm not too crazy about Delaney Walker if you have to use him and you drafted him as a back-end tight end one. There's not a lot of great options there. You're playing him this week. Browns uh, are pretty good in the secondary, so Corey Davis could see a little bit of a grind here with Denzel Ward breaking into his own shutdown corner, so things should open up at least for Walker there and Adam Humphreys working in the slot here. So I think those guys are going to end up the most highest targeted receivers, targets for Marcus Mariota. I'm not really interested in A.J. Brown quite yet, and Davis is going to get these tough matchups week in and week out. So Davis is not the guy, again, I'm deploying here in week one with Ward on the other side with the Browns. You're rolling out all their principles. Uh, it's a tough matchup, sure, for Baker Mayfield, but it's the uh, Titans at home there, and uh, he, he's going to get the job done. He grinds and produces in every game. You have Odell Beckham Jr. He's going to want to get him involved. Uh, David Njoku has a little bit of tough matchup here with the Titans and uh, their safety plays and what they can do in the middle of the field. They're pretty active there in, in that coverage, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Everyone's on Jarvis Landry as the next Browns receiver, but Rashard Higgins has a very good chemistry with Mayfield, so that could be a development that happens here early. Who's the number two really behind Odell Beckham Jr.? Higgins can line up inside and outside while Landry's pretty much a straight-up slot guy. He's going to be on the field a lot without Antonio Callaway for a while, suspended for the season, so Get a sneaky little maybe play in a PPR tournament situation. There is Rashad Higgins again because Titans uh, can be vulnerable there. And we know they have Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan on the other side. But Beckham is going to be the flashy play. Landry is going to be the sleeper play. But I think you can uh, dig deep there to look at uh, Higgins there in that particular formats here. If you're in a deeper league uh, and uh, PPR, I think Higgins definitely has some appeal. in the Browns defense at home. Mariota, again, struggled. I think there's a potential there for them to do some uh, damage there, get some takeaways, be active there with Miles Garrett, especially with Taylor Luan, the left tackle, not in there for Tennessee, suspended for the early 
part of the year. So I'd expect the Browns to take care of business in this one and uh, Titans to really struggle. And uh, that uh, line is uh, kind of a modestly in favor of the Browns, really three points on a neutral field. I think the Browns are much better than the Titans in that regard. Now the Eagles-Redskins game, the line has gone up pretty high here towards Eagles, 9.5, 10, depending on where you look. With the Eagles, uh, yeah, you're rolling out everyone you can. Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz. I, I think if you want to look at Miles Sanders, you can. The rookie, they're going to get him involved. Jordan Howard has certainly a good chance to score a touchdown in this one. So overall, again, if you have Howard or Sanders as a flex play, that's what I would do with them. Not really looking at them as an RB2. I think you can do a little bit better than that than timeshare that we we're not sure exactly how it was going to break down. But if you need a flex play in a deeper league, I think Sanders and Howard certainly have viability. Ertz and Jeffrey, I think uh, Deshaun Jackson looks like he's going to play in this one as well. So if you need him to stretch as a big play wide receiver three, someone that you can look at in a DFS tournament type player he is against his former team, it'll be a chain to go out there. Carson Wentz also with a new contract in hand looking for some big things here in uh, 2019. So great things for all things Eagles, including their defense here at home. Uh, you're getting Case Keenum on the other side. We know he's made a ton of mistakes through a pick six against the Eagles there in the championship game a couple of years ago. He's just a guy that is going to take his chances and shots. He doesn't really have a good receiving core here with Josh Doxson gone. He's relying on some young guys and Paul Richardson. He has no uh, Trent Williams on the outside. So Redskins are a mess. I think you avoid all things Redskins as much as possible this week, including your backfield because we want to see what happens with Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, and Chris Thompson right now. This ugly potential split of the workload with uh, the early down going to Geis and Peterson and uh, Thompson getting most of the third down type work here early in 2019. So there you have it. There's your matchup Wednesday for week one. Uh, We went down eight games here on today's show. We'll have eight more to talk about there on our new matchup Thursday. And don't forget, we'll close the show for the week with lineup Friday, DFS-centric, and injury report show there for you. For Locked On Fantasy Football, for our new regular season mode, this has been Vinny Heyer. We'll see you next time.